Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, I'm Mike Reese. I've been writing for The Simpsons for 30 years. In my free time, I've visited 130 countries, not by choice. Find out where I've gone, what I've done, and most of all, what am I doing here? To all my friends who told me to visit Costa Rica, you are no longer my friends. From the dawn of time until 1986, few people lived in Costa Rica and nobody visited. Then in 1987, it became the hub of ecotourism. To give you a taste of those times, that same year, 1987, the number one movie star on Earth was Steve Gutenberg. Today, more than a million Americans visit Costa Rica every year. A million and two, counting me and the wife. The locals are warm and friendly. In fact, a little too warm and friendly for the COVID age. It's a nation of loud, laughing, close talkers. One tour guide got so near, he seemed to want to crawl into my mouth. All the hotels and restaurants are just lovely. But make no mistake, it's a jungle out there. And what is a jungle but ferns growing on trees, vines growing on ferns, and moss growing on vines? It's a dark, dense chaos of green, and it all looks the same. A five-mile hike in the north looks just like five one-mile hikes in the south. Werner Herzog, who made so many films set in the jungle, put it best. Nature here is violent. I would see fornication and asphyxiation and choking and fighting for survival and growing and just rotting away. In case you didn't get the point, he added with typical German lightheartedness, These trees are in misery. The birds are in misery. I don't think they sing. They just screech in pain. This is what you go to Costa Rica to see. There are 500,000 different animal species in the country, but they all live in the jungle with infinite places to hide. We hired a tracker to help us find them. His name was Diego, and he looked exactly like our driver, who looked exactly like our hotel clerk, and they all looked just like Josh Gad. Because it is a small, closely-knit country, there's much less diversity among the people than the parrots. There are basically four different faces shared by all of Costa Rica's men, and at least a few of its women. Everyone looks like Josh Gad, Ed Asner, Mario Lopez, or Patton Oswalt. While that's an amazing cast for a sitcom, it's weird for a whole country. If Patton Oswalt ever robs a bank here, there will be at least one million suspects. Diego, our tracker, led us through the jungle, promising we might see monkeys and pumas and tapers. Oh my! For two hours, we saw nothing. Suddenly, Diego froze in his tracks. Look, up in the tree. Which tree? Your entire country is a forest. In the sequoia tree behind the pitanga tree behind the palanga tree. Sixty feet up, it's a sloth. I couldn't see that if I was Superman. Diego handed me some binoculars, and I finally made out a curled-up furry ball hanging from a branch. To me, it looked like a tree's testicle. To my wife, it was adorable. Mind you, from a distance of 400 yards, anything looks adorable. A hospital dumpster. A burning school bus. So the day wasn't a total loss, 
Diego trained his telescope on the top of another tree so we could see actual wildlife. A wild avocado. Holy guacamole. We later learned there were many other things in that jungle we couldn't see. Poisonous snakes, scorpions, tarantulas, and a tiny tree frog with enough venom to kill a thousand people. Who thought this was necessary? Who figured a bite-sized frog could have so many enemies? Even smaller and harder to avoid were the army ants. They lock onto you with their poison pincers, and then they send out a pheromone message to their billion brothers. Hey, get over here and let's eat this guy! It's not just the little things you can't see in Costa Rica. There are big things too, like a volcano. Mount Arenal is one of the top natural wonders in the country, but it's perpetually blanketed in fog. Diego raved about it. When the sky is clear, you can see the volcano for 40 kilometers in every direction. Is it beautiful? I don't know, I've never seen it. He then added, somewhat unnecessarily, You couldn't see it even before COVID. It made you wonder if there was even a volcano there at all. Perhaps a couple of entrepreneurs gathered all the fog machines from Costa Rica's bankrupt discos and piled them up in one place. They had created a permanent cloud bank, but what could they do with it? We could tell people there's a mountain under it. Too boring. How about a dragon? Too crazy. How about a volcano? Great! That's like a mountain version of a dragon. Our second tour guide, also named Diego, also resembling Josh Gad, led us on another hike. It was three hours straight up a muddy mountain to see Mystico. The river with blue water. But Mike, you may be asking, isn't all water blue? Yes! For the entire hike, Diego too berated me for the things I didn't bring. You know bring mosquito repellent? You know bring binoculars? You know bring hiking boots? You know bring lunch? You know bring horsefly spray? First of all, is that even a thing? Second, as a tour guide, maybe he should have told me what to bring in advance. Of course, if I had, I'd be lugging about 200 pounds of stuff straight up a mountain. We reached the summit, which would have been a perfect spot to see the river with blue water. Except the valley was covered in fog. So Diego Dos, as the locals would call him, launched into a lengthy lecture on the difference between moss and lichen. All at once, the clouds opened up with a rainstorm of biblical proportions. Diego, too, ignored it, continuing on with this lecture nobody asked for. The one thing he never said to me was, You don't bring umbrella? Because Costa Ricans aren't bothered by rain. They are like fish, not actually aware that they're wet. He finished his speech and noticed I was now drenched to the skin. He said, Man, you sure sweat a lot. And this is an important fact that nobody tells you about Costa Rica. It never stops raining. Sometimes it's a drizzle, sometimes it's a downpour, and there's a once-in-a-century flood twice every week. The only wetter country on Earth is Atlantis. They call it a tropical rainforest, but that's burying the lead. It should be called a rainy tropical rainforest where it rains all the goddamn time. This is why you never see the wildlife here, because every animal knows to go for cover when it rains. Every animal, that is, 
except for the Costa Rican tourist, Bubis Costa Ricas. I thought this was the dry season, I raged at one of the Diegos. It is the dry season. We get a lot of rain during the dry season. Well, when do you get the least rain, I asked. During the rainy season. Besides the rainforest, Costa Rica has a cloud forest, because all their forests have bad weather. There's also a tropical dry forest, but my guide assured me it rains a lot there. My wife and I got back to the hotel that night and hung all our wet clothes out to dry. The next morning, we were surprised to learn that our wet clothes were even wetter, and they stank. You stink, my wife told me. You stink, I replied. It was like a grade school production of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. The damp had permeated everything. Our dry clothes were now wet. Money turned to mush. Envelopes sealed themselves. Extra crunchy Cheetos became regular Cheetos. I tried going out in a rain poncho, but hiking in the tropics while sealed into non-breathable plastic tends to cook one alive. I actually smelled like the Swanson's boil and bag chicken a la king dinners my mother slowly poisoned me with as a child. Nowadays they call this cooking sous vide and they charge 80 bucks a plate for it. So this was my vacation. Two weeks slogging through the jungle in pouring rain, seeing less wildlife than I do on an average New York subway ride. Rats are wildlife, right? I hated Costa Rica. So why do millions of Americans say they love it? Maybe they hate to admit they spent precious time and even more precious money on a trip they didn't like. I don't have that problem. I'm willing to say the things no one else will admit. Ghostbusters isn't funny. Mad Men was boring. Chocolate lava cake is not worth the wait. My motto is, if you don't have something bad to say, don't say anything at all. Or maybe it's the Wayne Newton syndrome. I've been told that Wayne Newton was a masterful entertainer in his time. In my time, he's kind of sucked. Audiences walk out disappointed but saying, I heard he was good last night. Maybe Costa Rica is the Wayne Newton of Central American countries. There's a tourist slogan. You get rained on for a week, but you tell yourself, I heard it was sunny last week. Even I will admit there's some nice things about Costa Rica. The hot springs of Tabacón, a dozen warm water pools, each one unique in shape, is a perfect blending of nature and design. Drinking water is free in restaurants, something you don't find anywhere else outside of the U.S. And you'll see six or seven rainbows every day. Basically, if there's anything good about having way too much water, you'll find it in Costa Rica. And I've been told that the country's Nicoya Peninsula is warm and dry. But Mel Gibson lives there, so... Ugh. And now a bonus feature from the What Am I Doing Here archives. It's a terrifying true tale of tipping I call The Case, case of, of the Gratuitous Gratuities. My wife and I checked into a hotel room after traveling for what seemed like three days and passing through 40 or 50 time zones. It was only 8 at night, but I was ready to sleep. 
That's when Denise noticed the sign on the nightstand. Free fruit plate. Dial O to order. Available for a short time only. I knew this was a lie since the sign was varnished onto the table. It was literally part of the furniture. I saw Denise reach for the phone. Don't order it, I said. Don't order it, don't order it, don't order it. She ordered it. We sat up for the next two hours, nervously anticipating the arrival of our magically free fruit plate. It never came. We finally collapsed from exhaustion. An hour later, we were awakened by a knock. I groggily opened the door and saw a hotel employee standing there, empty-handed. I was wondering if there's anything I could get you. Our fruit plate, I moaned. We've been waiting two hours for our fruit plate. Oh, I am so sorry. He didn't move. He just hung in the doorway like Christmas mistletoe. He wanted a tip, so I gave him five dollars. For what? (laughs) I don't know. To thank him for waking me from a dead sleep and not bringing my fruit plate. He stared at the five like I had spit in his hand, so I gave him another five. He finally left, ten dollars being the going rate for doing nothing. Denise and I sat up for another hour waiting for the order that never came. If you change fruit plate to Godot, you'd have a Samuel Beckett play. It finally arrived at 1 a.m. Three small slices of apple that had gone brown with advanced age, all sitting on a chip saucer. The young man clung to the doorway like house paint, awaiting a tip for this fruity abomination. I gave him $10. Two hours later, we were awakened a third time by a knock at the door. It was him again. The kitchen needs the plate back, he explained. This was a 500-room hotel, but apparently they were one chip dish away from catastrophe. I gave him the plate and a $10 tip for heroic service. The Japanese have a saying, free is the most expensive. In this case, a free fruit plate cost me $30 and a good night's sleep. It's a tale where avarice meets aggravation in a location better known as the tipping point. What Am I Doing Here was written and performed by Mike Reese and produced by Josh Perillo, featuring Denise Reese saying, You stink. Additional voices by Trevor Morris, Mike's Funny Doorman. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.